the voice of the black and amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 7th of August. Thanks to Frank Tyne for an excellent edition of Kilkenny's Day. Brilliant music selections there by Frank Eason us into the bank holiday Monday evening before we head back to work tomorrow. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking back at all the weekend's hurling action where we had the opening rounds of St. Canis' Credit Union Senior Hurling League, Michaeling Motors Intermediate Hurling League and the JJ and Cavanaugh Sons Junior Hurling League. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line on 086-353-7782 and that's a Clune Tech Company or you can message us on WhatsApp on 087-4011-887. As always, I'm joined in the studio by Pat Tracy, Nicky Brennan, Eamon Butler, and tonight we have Kieran Muldowney and Shane Coon. Good evening, lads. Evening, Kieran. Um, Eamon, I know you're out a good few games the weekend there, um, starting Friday night um, out in uh, Dan's Fort. Uh, just great by Callum coming up short against James Stevens, but a uh, good battling performance up to maybe 10 minutes to go. That was Kieran, you know, and in fairness to James Stevens, like they were well worthy of their victory on the night, and the likes of Ross Whelan, and that really impressed me on Friday night. You know, like, you know he scored five points in play, and um, in the first half, I suppose, James Stevens were. The, 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 the work rate of their forwards was very impressive, you know, and um, for me, that's how they, I, I suppose, kind of set the, the template of how they got on in the game. and I suppose Greg Welling Callan got back to a point in the second half, but after Killian Egan's goal, like the turning point, the next four scores then came from James Stevens, and fr- from then on, then they just kind of saw the game out, and um, you know they'll be happy to get two points on the board and, um, and and get their season up and running, you know. Yeah, and just that goal, I thought it was a brilliant work goal, the Killian Egan goal. You know, it was what maybe three passes and into the back of the net. You know, it was a great puck out from Kieran Hine, and I think it was a Billy Ryan then crossed it over to. Killian Egan and uh, just one touch back in the arm, arm Ren yeah, passed it over yeah but you know so that it would work well and um, but to be fair no you, you couldn't have any arguments I just thought James Stevens just shaded it on the evening Kieran yeah no definitely um, Nicky we'll play the St Lactons and Clunine Junior yeah we have report. five uh, games on the junior we have to just run through this evening very quick one is already pre-recorded and it happens to be Shane's because we couldn't have all into last evening so the one Shane has is the is the Freshford and uh, Clooneen game so you have it there yeah we'll play that for you now a winning start in the Junior League Championship Round 1 with a 317-15 point win over Clonine in Cannon Clarence Park on Saturday. The winners lay down a mark from the start with quick points from Shane Donnelly and Liam Hickey and Clonine replied with a few points from their chief scorer Michael Dial. The Freshford men were in control of the half and playing against the wind they got their first goal on 15 minutes from Liam Hickey, a good finish after some good build-up play. At this point Freshford had a good few ball winners and only for their wayward shooting, they would be further ahead. And with that, Clonine got back in it with points from Michael Dial, two frees, and one from play, and another from Aidan Barry, to leave it 1-4 to 7 points with 5 minutes remaining. And in that time, Freshford scored 1-3, the goal coming from Shane Donnelly after a bad mix-up between two Clonine defenders. Half-time, 2-7 to 7 points. Second half started with Freshford on the attack and scoring a brace of points from Donnelly, Hickey, Rafter and Marr to open the gap out to 11 points and the game was as good as over for the Clonine men only for the good shooting from Michael Dial from place balls and play to keep the scoreboard ticking over as Clonine tried to break down the Freshford defence they were hitting a brick wall with Brian Kendi, James Marr, Dara Brennan and co-holding strong 
This Freshford side mean business after last year's disappointment, so it will be interesting to see how this championship develops for them. But they have good hurlers on every line of the field. For Clonine, they had good performers in Michael Dyle, Adam Buggy, Kieran Coney and Aidan Barry, and were missing two very good players in Owen Regan and Cahill Barry through injury. Final score, Freshford 3.17, Clonine 15 points. <laughs> and that was uh, Shane Coogan's report there Shane's with us this evening Shane uh, just a tough day at the office for Clooney yeah um, they're under pressure from the start Harry Kieran uh, as I said Freshford laid down a marker um, to have all their big ones back James Marr is a big plus Brian Kendi is moving well Darren Brennan is back in goals he was playing outfield last year he's back in goals um, Clonine found it very hard to break him down they played with a sweeper kind of clone in the first half and two lads in the full forward line but it wasn't kind of working you know they were swapping it out James Marr was coming out with ball he looks in good shape now he looks he looks fairly lean and fairly fit and he's he's able to move now and that and he's he's good with the ball he's good distribution is very good with the ball but look they're they're down from last year and like people are saying they're maybe this year's favourites to go back up but look it's a long way to go yes you know they mightn't get it all their own way no, no, there's a lot of teams in that junior that found it hard to come up out it for mm. a long time, you know, and yeah. on, it's all on the day when it comes oh, to that championship. Oh, 100%, yeah. You have the Peel Towns, you have Wine Gaps, you'll have the Borough now, a big saying, and I said this year with junior like and that like, so it'll be, it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Nicky, you have Yeah, I have a couple of games I'm going to go through here. One is the uh, junior game between uh, St. Patrick's, Bandaragas and Peel Town, which we had on uh, live yesterday. Uh, and a game that was uh, close enough for a long time. In the, in the early stages, uh, Peel Town, uh, probably they got a goal, they got a goal from Robbie Cullerton. Great well set up by Martin Power on uh, six minutes. That put him 1-1 to two points ahead. Now, Bandaragas, uh, Connor. Conor Bulger came on actually for uh, Joe Brennan who had to go off and uh, he made a good contribution but uh, it was uh, Keane Dahoney was their main man he was excellent on freeze and from play and he was uh, keeping him in touch and it did look the, the, the sides were level on 24 minutes Piltown won 9 Ballyragget 9 points and uh, Ballyragget put on a bit of a sport then coming up into the um, latter stage of the first set they were playing with the breeze so they needed a bit of scores up Robbie Healy had 2 points Sean Brennan had a point and uh, Jeff Brennan finished with a point as well from a pass from Sean Brennan and make it 13 to 1 7. Uh, but you'd expect uh, that uh, Piltown would, with the breeze, put, put on the sport in the second half. And they did to an extent for a pile. Martin Power got a very good goal on uh, six minutes, and that was a big score. It put them uh, 2 9 to uh, 14 points up, a point lead. And they, they actually bagged a, another brace of goals and really killed off the game in, uh, in a two-minute spell in the 22nd and 23rd minute from uh, both from Keane Kinsel at their centre half forward uh, and that put them 4-14 to uh, 17 points up now Ballyragget battled bravely but they, they just the goals were, were the key in that game and uh, Pilter looked a decent team winning that 4-16 uh, to uh, 19 points now in the uh, other section the section B there uh, Thomastown uh, t- came up at home against Lisdowny. Now, one of the things that disappointed me about the about the game was that, uh, first of all, they don't have listed the teams in the programmes to have out for the weekend. I think they just should list the, while they might know the layout, they should list the, the 30 players in 1 to 30 and they play that, you'd have some idea. So that yeah, was exactly, that was yeah. just was just awkward to know who they were, but for the help of people from the two teams near me, the parishes, I, I was able to find out. But look, for early stages, it did look as if uh, Thomastown were the stronger team. Uh, they did play with a bit of a breeze, but they were very much on top. 
Adam Power, their corner forward, was very good from freeze. Anisha Dempsey popped over three points from the middle of the field. But uh, Lisdowdy were keeping in touch, and Abel McAvoy was excellent from freeze and got some. Uh, he got four points in the in the closing uh, quarter, and that put the sides level at half time. And it uh, gave uh, sorry, it was nine eight in favour of Thomason at half time. But they probably needed a, needed a bit more. And uh, Paul Barden, their goalie, he made a brilliant save just before half time and made an equally good one just after half time. Uh, Liz Downey uh, came very much into the game, got some got some excellent uh, scores. Peter Berrigan at centre half back for them was was uh, was outstanding, and they kept uh, kept plugging away points from Evan uh, McAvoy, a great score from Charlie Brennan. Uh, Thomas Town came back and they got a point from Madam Power to put three points between it, and then they missed a free in front of the goal, and then another bad way just after that, and uh, the. Um, they ended up getting. Uh, Thomas Town ended up getting a goal. Have no idea who it was, but it but it uh, made it a lot tighter. It, it tied the game and uh, no one brought it back to one point, and then they got a, they got another point from uh, uh, Adam Power and uh, Brendan Brophy had already got a point from that. But that point from Adam Power tied the game at one thirteen to sixteen points. It did look like it was a draw. The ball came down the field, a foul on a list downy player. Evan McAvoy put the ball over the bar to make it seventeen points uh, to one thirteen. So a good weekend uh, for Liz Downey there. Uh, two further games as well. The Borough travelled out to Ballycomey to take on Aaron's own Castlecomer in the junior section B and the Borough goal in five minutes followed by a point did look as if it was going to be uh, one way traffic for the Borough but Comer got it, got into the game, got a few points and it was tit for tat scoring and by half time the scores were level 1-7 to the Borough 10 points to Aaron's own. Uh, Comer started the second half well, went a couple of points up and got a goal from James Kenny and uh, again it was tit for tat after that but the Comer conceded a number of soft freeze to the Borough which allowed the Borough to go back ahead and uh, Comer were pressing well but the Borough goalie made two brilliant saves and uh, they kept the Borough three points up and then just look as like as if it was going to be anybody's game at the end and Aaron's own defensive error allowed the Borough to tip in for a goal and it was a case of match over. Now a great match, the last report I have, a great match out in uh, Tullerone yesterday saw the Emeralds who were down a number of players and maybe were feeling a little bit pessimistic about it. They actually put up a great show to get the better of Barry Rangers 216 to 116. They got four points early up and put in a, had a good bit of momentum in the first uh, 15 minutes uh, with Barra Rangers quite slow to start. Now Killian Doyle and Darrow Queeley, uh, they were showing well for the uh, Emeralds uh, Darren Queeley getting a goal in that first half. Um, but uh, Barra Rangers themselves, a lot of wides in the opening 20 minutes and then they brought back a sweeper and that helped to cut out the danger the dangerous attack that was the full forward line for the Emeralds. But the problem is when you bring back an, an attacker to cover the defence it just knocks the stuffing a little bit out of the attack so it impacted the, the quality of the attack Emeralds were up three at half time the second half Bar Rangers started well they brought the margin back to two points and then they got a good goal and um, with 15 minutes to go they went to point up and they looked to be in the uh, in the driving seat and then Ollie Kenny uh, got a goal for uh, the Emeralds lads just after that Borough goal and uh, they, they held out for that narrow 216 to 116 win so good win there for the Emeralds they'll be delighted with that so that's the wrap up of the junior Kieran that we didn't get to uh, deal with last night. Yeah, brilliant win there for the Emeralds, Nicky. You know, um, Barra Rangers, as Jerry was saying, you know, they're on the back of a good run underage. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Well, no, Connor Martin, obviously, Taggy yeah. Fogarty is has uh, uh, retired, mm-hmm. and that's uh, from. Well, I don't know. He might be playing. They're playing Junior B tonight again, Connie. So I don't know who they'll have on that team. But uh, yeah, it was a great win for the Emeralds. Now I was talking to Jack Cavanagh this evening. He was thrilled about how they performed, and uh, you know, they'll be they'll be delighted to have uh, won their first match because they were very pessimistic earlier in the year.
there was so many lads gone away but look there's, there's a good crop of young again they've had a decent underage for a period and uh, they'll, they'll get a lot of uh, they'll get a lot of energy from uh, from that game but going back to the Freshford match there's a right big game on uh, this uh, Saturday Sunday I think it is yeah I wasn't trying to find it here now uh, yeah at 3.30 out in Palmerstown it's Freshford against Tullhurst Birkin that's going to be a huge game uh, that, that'll be a very competitive game I'd say in the junior would you reckon Shane? yeah yeah 100% yeah it'll be it'll be fair lively alright that'll put a test to the two of them see what's yeah it'll be two of your two of your favourites kind of wouldn't it for your junior championship this year like yeah Tullerher Tuller had a big win the other evening like you know and without a few properly or first starters here on so they're always there thereabouts you know they're, they're, they're up there in the shake up so look they just have to kind of bring it a step forward more that's it you know you're on Tullerher have forwards that say other clubs will be crying out for in the junior and it's just if they can you know get it all together this year they'll have a massive say in that junior championship ah yeah they're very strong and you know obviously they've got the likes of Wally they've keen I don't know who Conor Hennessy and these guys and Danny Lennon who seems to be uh, fulfilling a bit of underage promises as well and you know listeners are probably sick of hearing me saying the teams with the good forwards have the best chance and I, that's something I believe uh, firmly and uh, you know I think Tuller are going to go hard on this championship uh, I really do but it's like Shane says you know he'd, he'd be closer to it than I am but uh, there's a lot of teams there and, and if you get the old momentum right for a couple of weeks even you know maybe three four weeks when you get to the knockout stages the latter end of it and just get it right avoid injuries good form and next thing you could have a county final before you know it you know it's a, but it's going to be fascinating it's a wide open championship yeah and I suppose now's the time for Tuller to push on as well Kieran. you know they were beaten in a minor final a couple of years ago Ryan A unlucky only a pint or two in it against Dixborough but like they had the likes of Mar- Marty Murphy coming through now Danny Glenn and Larry Murphy was on the bench there as well you know there's lo- plenty of good young hurlers there so now's the time really to drive it on yeah absolutely and you can't beat uh, hurling at a higher grade you know these effectively that was a senior final underage and now they're gone back to hurl junior so that should crown them that kind of stuff because normally with teams in the junior their youngest have grown up hurling Ryan C maybe you know or B on an odd time but if you're hurling at the higher grades you're learning very very quickly because you have to learn quickly you know you've no other choice in the matter your hurling speeds up your thinking speeds up and that'll help you then when you go back in to play with your club in a junior championship and they have a nice you know bit of experience there as well I see Pat Hartley still listed at number 6 a very steadying influence on any team because you do you're not going to win nothing with a gang of young lads but certainly you know, you've got a bit of pace and a bit of scoring threat, you've got a chance. Hardly yeah, is cute, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's good to have that bit of experience as you say, Kieran, in around the, the half-back lane. But uh, you were out a uh, good few games yourself, Kieran, um, over the weekend. Um, who, I suppose, who, what was your standout game for you? Or Yeah, well, I, I, I covered the two senior games uh, for the station, Dixborough against Clara on Saturday and O'Loughlin's against Tullerone yesterday. Impressed with the two town teams. They were very good athletically. They were excellent. Their fitness levels were quite high and their hurling was very coordinated. Uh, there was no such thing as hitting the ball away, both of them. O'Loughlin's yesterday in particular, I was fierce impressed with him. 125 is a good old score. A lot of people would be fancy in Tullerone to have a rattle at this championship but O'Loughlin's beat them comprehensively it was close enough early on um, but like some excellent individual performances from O'Loughlin none more so than David Fogarty at wing back I thought he was outstanding hurled really really well um, and their full back line was very steady Hugh Lawler got a score it was worth the admission alone it was outstanding yes, the way he caught the ball outside his own 21 and slalomed up the field and hit it over from 50 yards brilliant score Stephen Mossy had a good old battle early on Mossy moved out a bit then 
big score here on Kim just before half time. Uh, Lachlan's got a goal. You know, it was 11 points to 10 a couple of minutes before half time. And at half time, it was 113 to 10. There was a decisive couple of minutes there. Um, Ono Shea, who I was fierce impressed with, he finished off a move after David Fogarty played a long ball in. Luke Hogan had caught it, and uh, Paul Boogie in the goal had stopped Hogan's initial shot, but Ono Shea tapped it in. And either side of that, Ono Shea had got a point, and Mark Bergen got a free. So next thing, there was a gap that wasn't really there at all at half time and Lachlan's maintained that like there were six points up at half time and with six minutes to go there were still six points up you know and they just finished a bit stronger but they were good their use of the ball is good they're very fit they're very strong some really big strong players in there and they can all score and uh, they'll have a say in this championship no doubt Dixborough again similar you know on, on Saturday uh, they got the better of Clara. I was slightly disappointed with Clara, uh, but Dixborough certainly were full value for their win there. Uh, some very industrious play, like they use the ball well, they run it out to a certain area of the field and then play good balls into the full forward line. Perfect stuff, like, you know, you'd love to be hurling in that full forward line with those balls coming in. Harry Shine was dangerous. Andy Gaffney got a couple of scores as well. A good goal in the second half. The two Nolans were good. Bill Sheen, very lively. Four points from play. Lee Moore got two, if not three goals. Did he? Uh, he, but he was good too. I like the look of him Killian Hackett at midfield very industrious just buzzing around the place getting on the ball as well but the two best lads they had were in the half back line Tom Kenny and Owen Finley they were outstanding I thought they were brilliant the two of them and that was the launch pad for the win and they fully deserved it like it was a it was a yawning gap at the end and, and you know you couldn't argue with it Yes and I suppose the big game on Friday night then is all Auckland's and Digsborough in the Kells Road you know and if you're to look at Lockins, you know there were still sharp Tony Forrestal there Mikey Butler's to come back in, yeah. Conor Heary to yeah. back in, and then for Dixbury you have Evan Cody and Killian Buckley to come back in. So you know they're it's it's good to see the spread of talent coming through. And do we know how many of them will be back here? And I know Heary won't anyway. Uh, Mikey yeah. Butler might be back. Already, I'd Mikey, say, I'd say, uh, will be back. Yeah. I think it was just holidays for him, so he he should be back. But I'm not too sure about the, the two borrelas. I think it's holidays as well, but I'm not sure if it's extended or or what. Like so, we'll we'll wait and see. Killian is probably be. on his honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. So. I tell you one thing, they have a job getting into the way the backs played there the other night. They were excellent. Nile Rowe, Parig, Milan. All very yeah. good, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pat, I know you were out in Clara there yesterday as well. And we, Seth and my father were standing on the sideline, and there was a man down from Louth, and he was asking us to pick out a few players to watch. And the first one <laughs> you go to is Hugh Lawler. He was just outstanding I again was yesterday. Uh, that scoreless, Kieran spoke. Not, no, uh, he was, uh, he, he, he came up the field, and, and uh, it was as. Kieran said, "Well worth the 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 the, the um, entry fee." But uh, who uh, really impressed me was Luke Hogan. Yeah. I thought Luke Hogan was never beaten for a ball all day, and uh, you know the the when you look at O'Loughlin's. Uh, they missed the goal before they got the goal. Um, um, I think Mark Bergen he batted it just outside. And there was another couple of goal chances in the second half. Now, in fairness, they were saved. Uh, Paul Buggy saved, uh, made a couple of good saves as well. So, uh, very impressed by um, O'Loughlin's. But the only thing I'd say is that probably did serve O'Loughlin's is the top, they're a top of the ground team. Uh, and because uh, of fierce pace and uh, the, the, the travel but they're playing a much more direct kind of a game and uh, you know if the two teams met we'd say in the semi-final it might be uh, in, you know the, 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 the ground wouldn't be wouldn't be as lively in that and uh, that mightn't suit O'Loughlin's as much so um, but you'd have to be very impressed with O'Loughlin's I, I just thought the, 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 they played very well 
and Kira mentioned David Forty there as well. Brilliant to see him oh, back yeah, after a serious was, injury, you know, and he yeah. was outstanding, wasn't oh, he? Oh, Three yeah, points from yeah. play. That's right, yeah, coming up the wing, and uh, he was he was excellent. But their use of the ball was very good, and, and uh, a lad, uh, you know, that they need Paddy Butler, full forward, big man, powerful. But I mean, he he he. he He's a, he's a lad that has that physical presence that they need as well, you know. And uh, yeah, there's, uh, I'd be interested to see now how they how they develop uh, through the season. But uh, definitely they're well equipped. Yeah, and you, you could see in the first half, Pat, as well, it was kind of a tactic they were using that they were kind of isolating Paddy Butler on his yeah. own. And Stephen Murphy was getting huge distance in his puck outs. That's right. And yeah, he was landing yeah, them down. Yeah, and yeah. if they broke then the likes of an Owen Wall or... Conor Kelly or whoever it was Owen O'Shea Mark mm. Bergen was excellent as well you know? way more direct than yeah. they have been for the last few mm. years mm. way more direct you know mm. um, Eamon I know you were out there as well just before we go to the break like Tullerone will be disappointed probably a lot of their main men up front were out battled really I'd say I know Ken Coogan down at one stage and he was roaring like stand into it you know there were a lot of lads kind of not really getting involved in the game. I oh, know was, there was a few away and yeah, all this and that, but... It was a kind of a... I don't know, I, I thought it'd be a closer game yesterday going out to it, like, you know, and to be fair enough, like, the lads touched on all of O'Loughlin's, how good they were in that, but the only thing I would kind of say with O'Loughlin's, they conceded an awful lot of frees from one way or another, and that kind of kept Tullerone in the game in the first half, so, you know, maybe if they were to look for O'Loughlin's to work on something going forward, I suppose, would be a bit of discipline, like, because another day, you know, you mightn't, you mightn't get the much scores in play, and... You, yeah, yeah, you might need to keep things a bit tighter. Shane Welsh missed a few frees free as well, you know, which would have made it a bit closer. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And um, Kieran, just for Tullerone, I thought Tomas Dunn had a very good game again at seven. But do they maybe need him out round midfield for his energy and maybe busting through? You know, he we I know he was excellent at seven, but he can also play very well at midfield as well. He can, yeah. I suppose, Kieran, the you know, the foundation of your team is the half back line. You probably have to build from the back out, you know, and uh, he was very good there yesterday. Joe Joe Cochran was industrious enough. Jack Cohn probably a little bit quieter, but uh yeah, look, as as the year goes on, they'll be moving them around, you know, no team will play the same team every day, you know what I mean? Um they, they probably missed their Luby as well there in a corner back game and all Colin came in for him. And I thought uh, O'Loughlin's kind of went at that corner uh, a little bit. There were diagonal balls in across. And uh, Luke Hogan, who Pat mentioned, was quite good. You know, and Paddy Butler, they were able to get the better of the two boys in the air. And then the, the bullets were in on the break, then the likes of Wall and Kelly and those lads, you know. so uh, But turn around, look, they'll be disappointed with that. They did have a few lads now who looked like they were only back from holidays and there's no point in saying nothing else they were a bit they'll be better let's just say yeah, but I, do, I just thought O'Loughlin's prevented the Tullerone half back line from gaining clean possession that, yeah. was, that was the number one thing they did and then they were in on the break they just stopped them from dominating like that which as as Kieran was saying they would have been their launch pad you know and even as well Pat there was no real clear chance for Tullerone in the first half. Everything, like there was blocks coming in yeah. from the backs, you know, That's they right. were struggling to get a clean shot in on right, the ball, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so it was a brilliant performance by, by all Aucklands and um, I suppose, uh, Kieran as well, Rory, Rory Galway came in there, a corner back, you know, a young player and we haven't seen him really featuring underage with Kenny or anything, but he slotted in fierce well there, a corner back for, for all Aucklands. Yeah, we talked to a man from Aucklands on Saturday and he mentioned that, like, you know, he he was probably even struggling to make underage teams up along, but he's really blossomed in the last while and uh, got the call for the senior team. I thought the two lads 
that weren't listed and came on himself and Jamie Ryan. I thought they were really good, mm. the two of them. Jamie at midfield was everywhere. He's just picking up ball and using it well. Popped a couple of points, you know. Really clever hurler and jeez, uh, he can't beat that. But John Galway was good. Yeah, fired in there to a senior match. Mark and Shane Welch, not easy, you know. And uh, no. But he did well. Yeah, and uh, Jamie Ryan, you broke Connie Harris in the park a couple of years ago in the, in the junior final. But yeah, of course no you had to, to say it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, great to see him, you know. Progressing on from when he was a junior hurler into senior now as well, so it was brilliant to see. And um, I suppose, Kieran, just one last thing on Tullerone. I suppose if you would rather happen to be full back, you know, Tullerone had a couple of goal chances, half chances there, and you know the full back line was solid. But you know that presence of Hugh Lawler there was impossible to get anything back past them there. Ah, you look, you look at the spine just said, and the backs like you have two county men there, Hugh Lawler and Paddy Deegan, and God, that's a ferocious spine for any team to have the boys around them. Then it'll hurl well. Jordan Malloy, who we didn't mention, he was good too yesterday, mm. you know. So the, I know they've good backs and, and they tackle hard, they're physically, they're strong, they tackle hard, you know, and they hit you and you'll know you're hit by them. And uh, they, no, all fairly, I mean, I'm not not suggesting any dirt or anything like that, but they'll, you won't get in for any, any handy scores in there, no oh. way. And, and, and rightly so, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, just before we go to the break, Eamon, I suppose it's, look, you can't, I know a lot of the Tull Ronalds were away in Hollis, but you can't be dropping points either like you know see Ballyhale losing their first match as well and you know it, it could come down to a first round against someone like that and you're into a relegation final then you know like if, if you come up and lose that game you know you, you have to try to take every opportunity that's in front of you in this league yeah well I know like people you know they have league and championship in Kenny but if you'd said anyone outside Kenny like it this league is championship you know and the way it's kind of set up the, your performance in the in the league can, can definitely help in the championship and you know, you look at the teams that have two points on the board, sure, it's a, it's a great start for any of them, like, you know, and um, sure, Tullerone won the league last year because of their, you know, they got the, the couple of wins early on and it kind of set them up for the year, so, you know, they can still bounce back and next week they're out again like every other team, so. Yeah, I think they'll yeah. strip sharper next week Definitely, anyway, yeah. should do. Right, we'll take our first break, Gene, is after where we'll be looking at back at the rest of the games and we'll be talking some handball as well. Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games And welcome back just at uh, 34 minutes past 6 uh, We have a text in saying just the two Borlas won't be back Killian's on honeymoon and Evans on holiday so mm. the boat will be away um, Pat, you, you were down in Dunhamagan yesterday morning Oh yeah Yes um, Dan's Fort and Mullivash Yeah uh, just James Fort were that pitch of the game for 25 minutes you'd say um, I, mean, uh, I suppose looking at the scoreboard you'd say that anyway um, they got uh, they got 4 points before half time uh, which gave them a little bit of a lifeline 14 points to 7 as it was 14 points to 3 like and, and Mullivat full value for that uh, Dan's Fort uh, like just Mullivat their uh, pace and intensity and their, their physique and everything just dominating all sectors of the field and uh, they were picking off points at will uh, second like the second half the Danes Fort stayed with him had um, you know went closest to getting a goal um, with um Darrow O'Neill coming up the field and he had a screamer of a shot off the crossbar if that would go in you know you'd ask a few questions coming towards the end but it never looked like uh, winning it we had a 21 yard free as well when there were 7 points in it took the point and uh, maybe could have gone for a goal at that stage but that was you know you were clutching at straws really uh, just Muldevat were never in trouble and looked impressive the only thing I'd say is they didn't threaten the goal 
No. You know? No, they didn't. And Pat didn't say the one that Darrow O'Neill struck. Yeah. Did the keeper save that and put it onto the post or was it just direct? I was down the far end now. Uh, I, it was, uh, so I, I just thought... It was uh, a bullet, like. Yeah, it was a bullet of a shot of, that seemed to come off the crossbar or whatever. Maybe he did save it, I don't yeah. know, but it was... Well, it didn't win the net. No, no, where you wanted it to go. <laughs> where we wanted And, uh, you know, they were our two best chances of goals. Uh, it was actually he coming through from deep, you know, and uh, made, made a couple of good runs and that foul beforehand was... Yeah, you know, he came through for that one as well, Yeah, and uh, close enough to the penalty area, but as all referees, they always blow for something that no one saw outside it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they all do. I mean, it's just... Yeah. just happens, yeah. The, the, the seldom bite the bullet mm. yeah um, on Mullinavash like the half back line f- big physical half back line ah, Tom yeah. Alward Liam Fenley and Mike no I thought Liam Fenley held that middle fierce well in the first half that's what he does yeah yeah. he just reads the game he's a wonderful reader of the game and he just goes left goes right and he's always and he, and he always uh, throws the right ball he always sees someone in space he's just when he does get possession you know mightn't look didn't look that impressive or any dominant or anything but just doing all the housework yeah and Michael Maloney thought had a brilliant first half as well he was yeah. really driving on the, the half back line too and he was kind of more around the middle a lot of the time but you know he's put, he was used to the ball he was excellent as well yeah and the other uh, thing that have, they worked very well on a number of occasions was uh, Parry Gann uh, just uh, holding his position in the middle and they playing oh. he, he hanging out loose and they find him and he tacked over three or four points like that you know he did yeah, yeah. and uh, just uh, but like uh, you know, James Fortor did well enough t- to be within the, the, the eight points of him in the finish. Yeah, no, definitely. And I suppose, look, it's a big game now next Friday night, you know, Mullavash and Tullerone, you know, Mullavash coming on the back of the two pints and Tullerone, you know, on the, the defeat, it could be a cracking game now. Yeah, and you see, Mullavash uh, produce these performances every year. They just have to get a bit more consistent in their performances. And uh, you know, they're like I think someone was pointing out here Friday night that they had the fitness uh, from the football and all the rest, and uh, that is that's definitely a factor with them. And you know, they're missing one or two players as well. I saw Joe Fenley there on the sideline with the water and that kind of thing, and John, John Welsh is to away. come back. Yeah, Warwick Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they have a nice bit to come back. You know. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, Eamon you were down in partner Shamrock on Saturday for Ballyhale Shamrocks and Glenmore what did you think of that one? I'd have to give Glenmore their credit for winning the game anyway first of all and I know people will say Shamrocks are missing X, Y and Z and an awful lot of players but just the way that Glenmore kind of took to the pitch of the game they were two points ahead at half time and you'd be kind of saying with the breeze down there that was nearly a ten point breeze the way it looked like and then you'd be, you would have favoured probably at half time you would have favoured um the Shamrocks to come back but just in the second half Glenmore I just thought they were very very impressive the likes of Kyle Byrne there I think he got five points from, from play um, Owen Murphy I just thought was stand out there he was kind of he was named at full back but he, he was kind of in between the full back line and the half back line if you know what I mean he was only sweeping a, 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 to, to say and Alan Murphy played as well it was just brilliant and um, do you know you just have to give credit to to um, to Glenmore and look at I suppose in recent seasons sure with Ballyhale like they've often lost the last their, their first game in the league like I'm sure then they've gone on to win the you know last number of county finals so you know there'd be no worrying down there but I suppose uh, just to know uh, Adrian Mullen played a game at centre back for Ballyhale there and um, it was it was different you know I pushed up a bit in the second half but um, they were missing 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 a good few players like you know that uh, it was 
two penalties for each team, one penalty for each team. Uh, Alan Murphy scored a great penalty for Glenmore and then TJ did the same thing for, for Ballyhale. So, do you know, and um, just to note, when, when Glenmore did concede the penalty, they put all Murphy back on the goal for the penalty as well. Yeah, so, right. you know, it's just, it's just but, um, you know, it's just, it's just, how would you put it, like Glenmore, they, they, they got their two points now and they're, they're up and running for the year again. Yeah, and it's a big win for him. I know, look, the... They struggled last year in the park against the Shamrocks, but um, you know it's nice, it's a good mental thing too to get a win over the and Shamrocks. Is, you know, and like Bay Reid there had a great game as well. They were wasn't this at the start, and um, there was a Dean Croke as well come on there. He wasn't on the program number twenty three there, and he got a great score towards the end. So actually, to give them more great confidence in the, in the year going ahead as well, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah and no saying Liam Hennessy. No, no, he was no. normally be centre forward. Mm. I think he's yeah. away, uh, Kieran. If I, I'm not too sure about that. I think yeah. he's away. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I'd say was there was only a goal and the finish. Yeah. You know, that's. Uh, I think that's kind of half ominous. <laughs> you know, uh, in the uh, when you when you look at it and how many they were missing and uh, if they were wear out of sorts and all that type of thing. So I'd be saying, you know, that. Uh, and 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 Glenn Moore had to hang on if you like were under pressure at the finish so you know I think I don't think the Shamrocks were in too bad a hilt no no <laughs> definitely not and look sure if if they're going to be missing all these players Shane for the rest of the campaign you know and then they come in, into a first round against someone you know it's going to be a tough first round for whoever gets them yeah but look they're they're always doing it here on um, they're able to just flow through the four or five games. As you say, and other teams maybe after winning one or whatever or two, next thing end up meeting Ballyhale and it's it's a different kettle of fish. Like it's you're meeting the the full strength team. Then like if Colin or Joy or whoever else is going to come back or Brian Cody or River, like you know they're going to be massive pluses. And look, whether the appetite is still there for them to go and win another one, I presume it is, and I presume they'll want to do that. But look it's up to the O'Loughlin's and the Boroughs and these and other teams to try put a stop to them <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. and Shane you were out in f- uh, for there on yeah. Friday evening for Aaron's own and, and Bennis Bridge you know Bennis Bridge in full control judging oh, by yeah. the scores yeah 100% um, from the start they laid down a marker um, they went three points to no score up Comer were struggling um, they couldn't couldn't actually win ball being honest their puck out strategy wasn't working they are trying this short puck out and it was failing um, the bridge were able to uh, break it up every time Kieran and make hay when the sun don't shine as the lad says um, their middle third the, the bridge middle third David Blanchfield didn't play and the drop back lad Bill Hughes yeah good um, underage player, very yeah. good big man big presence big presence but he hurled very well scored two points from kind of centre-back midfield. He was floating around there. Um, Kevin Blanchfield was very good driving with that ball. The exact, you know, the same kind of style as his brother David. You know, when he got that ball, he was going, going, going. Half-forward line, the same, dominated. Comer just couldn't, I don't know, they just couldn't get to grips of the game. They were just, they seemed to be two yards off every time and just slow in possession and slowing their thinking and all that kind of thing and the bridge lads were up for it they were up for it they were really up for it they were hitting hard or tackling hard or going for the ball every time but just Comer just kind of I don't know they didn't I'm not saying giving up but they just had no answer to them you know and 
they were well worth the nine points win and they could have been a lot more could have been a lot more um, Comer now had a few new lads the, the, the few new lads started few young lads Owen Moore a corner back uh, Kevin Holland and Michael Brennan a corner forward three, three young lads um, now they're missing Conor Fogarty and James Brennan and a few of them but like they had a few new lads starting as I said and look they, they done okay for their, for their first game young Michael Brennan is a good prospect he just needs loads of time he's He's good, he's good. When he gets a ball, he knows where the goals are. Yeah, excellent handballer as well, Shane, mm. you know. Um, but he, he was part of the Kilkenny minor panel last year, wasn't he? He was, yeah. You yeah, know, and he yeah. up to all the underage as well. Yeah, so. no, he's good. He's playing... Now, I just see he's playing with most teams in Comer at the moment. He's playing junior E, junior and senior now, like, you know, so he's... He's uh, a <laughs> he's cut his all the grades. Yeah, it's it's hard on the chap, like you know. But look, he's he's loads of hurling. He's he's one to watch now, and and look, if he can get loads of game time and get more, he got two balls, two kind of right balls, and three just split the post every time or the time. No, he worked hard. He worked hard. In all fairness to him and that, but it was a hard it was a hard night for him to be playing again a team that he was playing again. Like you know, the weren't the weren't too simple as as everyone knows. The bridge, like they were fairly. Fairly physical, like so, and but it worked. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, thanks for that, Shane. Um, Kieran, just before we go to the break, um, Saint Martin's getting the victory over Conaghy Shamrocks. Um, I suppose it was a competitive game, and then a sending off. I think for Conaghy. Yeah, uh, Conaghy were down to fourteen men after about ten minutes uh, when the players got two yellow cards, and obviously that had a big bearing on the game. Saint Martin's had started with a sweeper, so they then had a sweeper and a loose player in the back. So for about five minutes, it, when it was all trying to be sorted out, they just absolutely cleaned up. And then Brian Cody, who was the original sweeper, and he was excellent, demanded a match by by a long, long way. Uh, he pushed up, and they used him as a kind of an attacking loose man, and they did it brilliantly. Uh, they were they were kind of playing a running game, running and hand passing to a certain area, and then uh, trying to cut across and get shots away from the scoring zone. And they did it well. I think both teams will be looking to hurl a bit better the next day. Kieran, it, it wasn't the highest standard of game. Now you know you have to be honest about this, but uh, you only have to be a point ahead when the final whistle blows. And St Martin's were winning, and it's a great start to their campaign. You know they they were as I said to Pat on Friday night. Both teams would probably have earmarked that as a game that they could win to set themselves up for a good campaign and St Martin's got the win deservedly yep thanks for that Kieran. right join us after the break where we'll be looking back at more games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back just that uh, ten- just show you 10 to 7 Nicky you're out at the, did the live broadcast of James Stevens and Greg Ballycallan and James Stevens impressive it all yeah. Gilfoyle led the line very very yeah, well yeah he did he did and uh, an interesting attack I suppose the way they're doing it now they had Liam Rafter as full forward big strong man and uh, Sean Minogue at corner forward Sean Minogue had the goal in a pint bagged in the, in the first five minutes and it looked ominous for Ballycallan but they came into the game fairly well now I, I thought they didn't play too. they probably overplayed the ball and It'd be interesting to hear what the lads would say about this now from the games that were at at the weekend. I just think most teams now are totally obsessed with going the Limerick way of hurling. 
and some teams are better at it because they have more skillful players but mm. the teams that are not good at it it just makes a bags of it now I think in Ballycallan's case the other night it fell down a number of times it did for the village as well to be fair but I think that Ballycallan overplayed the ball a little bit and might have got closer now it was a decent enough display and you know you have to give credit to the selectors they thrown in Billy O'Neill Jeff Nary and uh, Ryan Corkard now young lads who are just out of minor and they're making a statement there and you know they all did okay O'Neill got two points from wing back which is a decent score now he's going to be missing this weekend as it happens against uh, Benesbridge I mean, that's who you're playing this yeah, weekend, yeah. Yeah. and uh, he's going to be missing now he'll be a loss because he had a dear serious uh, start on it but the Villiers were good now I like the movement in attack ball went into Liam Rafter big strong man caught the ball yeah. turned and lashed it into the top left hand corner look it looked good it's a different kind of style and uh, there's, there's an, they'll need to work their combination play a bit more but a big effort from Ross Whelan as Eamon has just said uh, Todd Owen Gilfoyle put in a decent shift uh, King Kenny came into the match there as well and Luke Scannell in the middle of the field and I thought Neil Dyle Brazil at centre back was, was strong all through but there was plenty of good and Billy Ryan had to give a decent shift as well for Valley uh, Cannon Connor Flynn at, uh, at uh, centre back as well had, had some good moments in it and all the young lads put in a look Ballycallan will be you know the, the village deserve to win the match and I think they will probably get stronger and get better but Ballycallan showed a lot of promise that they you know they still should be the team capable of avoiding the whole relegation battle but you just don't know now they have to it's like any team that lost last weekend or this weekend just gone by obviously if they lose again next weekend you're on the back foot then and that's why that's why this coming weekend is the uh, what did they say the moving weekend is that the word they use in various in circles? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. That's why it's going to be important. If you lose two two games, two weekends in a row, you're you're whoever you senior or intermediate or junior, or junior, you're you're on the back foot, and it means your position in the championship is. You know, you could be ending up playing a much stronger team in the championship if you keep at that. So that, that's why it's going to be important. But look, village good. With plenty of improvement clearly needed there but uh, I think Brian Cody's getting a fair bit out of him and uh, Bally Callan okay plenty to do more though I must say yeah I thought James Stevens looked very very fit as well Nicky you know they were sharply weren't they for yeah yeah, they were, they were. And look, at it's a, it's what you'd expect from a Brian Cody team. They've been working pretty hard now for, for, for quite some time. He got back to him at the sun, and he's a big, strong lad as well. You know, so they're, they're, they're a decent team. Look, we should bear in mind they were last year's county finalists, and so exactly, we shouldn't forget yeah. that. Yeah. So um, after the weekend, there's no question about it. The three city teams are really going to be, uh, they're going to be very significant. One, I, I could see one of them being a big player this year. I didn't obviously see the Tullerone match, uh, but from what you're saying, you know, they, they they need to improve and they were a bit disappointing. And the Shamrocks, far too early to be, be, be forgetting about the Shamrocks, they're still going to be serious contenders. And look, Glenmore will lay down a marker. Big game this weekend now between Glenmore and uh, James Stevens. Someday. Now, when they played down in Greg the Manor last year, Glenmore turned them over. So, you know, this is going to be a big game because something is going to have to give there. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, Eamon, just when you're looking at the James Stevens forward line, it's unusual not to see the name of Matthew rooting the forwards. You know, Matthew was struggling with injury, I think, just taking this year out. And, um, you know, he was ominous with that James Stevens team over the last few years. Well, the last yeah, 10 or 15 years. Well, he was always he was nearly the first time on the team sheet, you know, yeah. and he had a great career for James Stevens and Kenny and that. So. But I, I was very impressed with James Stevens' full forward line there. And, like Nicky said, on Friday, they're just they're fast, they're good, you know, got scores. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, back, back to intermediate, you saw Thomas Town and the Roar in a Steve. 
you yeah, know, a lot um, of new names for Thomastown. A very even first half, and uh, the Rory and Stiga were able to to bottle up, if you like, the Thomastown attack. Thomastown a pint up at half time, and fortunate enough to be a pint up. It probably should have been the other way, uh, but uh, the second half to come out and reeled off seven pints in a row, and that. Uh, it took a grip of the game so from there on the Rory and Stieg were, were chasing the game and uh, Thomastown kept them uh, the four the, the four or five points um, kept them at arm's length that way and they got the second goal then before the finish that finished it off but uh, Thomastown had to work hard that that's 10 minutes after half time that was being John Donnelly got uh, on the ball and they started coming through from the half forward line Stephen Donnelly was outstanding at uh, wing forward and uh, he scored 1-3 or 1-4 they have Jay Burke to come back I saw him on the sideline there poking around and uh, he played yesterday for the junior team yes he's down here right and Tucker is uh, also um, on uh, on the way back as well he has a knee injury so there's you know there's a few more to come along so uh, there'll be Again, they'll be strong, but as Richie Power said, it's when it comes to the quarter final, semi final, and that's where the the pressure comes on. To, uh, will be coming on Thomastown, but uh, they were they were worth their win. And what was Eddie done? Did he get six, Pat? Or did he play at six? He did. He played at six. Um, he played a kind of a zonal game. Now, Michael uh, Michael Galvin, he uh, scored. Uh, he he got. He kind of played in that little pocket where he was picking up the ball and putting it over the bar. So that was a problem in the first half, but uh, that was remedied in the second half. And uh, he wasn't uh, didn't get on the ball like that at all. So um, Eddie. Uh, tidied up and that like he he cleared a share of ball alright but he maybe should have been a little bit tighter uh, man marking at times so a learning process he was centre back for the under 21s last year now you know? yeah yeah. yeah. and the minors three years before that yeah, yeah. so no. that, that he will be there he, there that's where they'll be he'll be hoping they'll de- he'll develop there yeah, yeah. centre back yeah yeah, and uh, then of course I mean when you have Peter McDonald left half back as well, and Zach Bay Hammond on the other side. So you know it's it's a strong team. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, good young mm-hmm. team. Yes, yeah. you know three three good hurlers there. Um, Nicky then Liz Downey and. Young Ireland's then you were out at that one and yeah. a win for Liz Downey. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the senior experience probably stood them in good stead. They were uh, the strong team in the first quarter. They got a goal from Luke Hulhan on seventeen on seven minutes and they were generally bossing it until a high delivery from Mikey Carey. Good to see him back again and his brother Sean interestingly was centre half back and had a very good game. But the delivery from uh, Mikey Mikey Carey kinda held up in the air, really it was a mix up between the goalkeeper and backs and the the ball was flicked across the goal by uh, Paul Holden and stuck in the back of the net by Dylan Carey. And that tightened matters up in uh, but only led by a point at half time and you'd expect that um, Gordon with the wind advantage in the second half should have come more into the game Kevin Sweeney got an early point Sean Farland had read and got points and then a goal uh, from uh, Gary O'Sullivan good uh, a ground ball hit in by David O'Carroll to Gary O'Sullivan he pushed it in the end and that really was the key score uh, but definitely the last score that that Gordon got was in the 18th minute of the second half from a Paul Holden free so they were quite flat in the last quarter and there was only small only three points got in the last quarter actually but Liz Downey deserved to win it probably a bit a bit more experienced but both teams quite young teams and um, it's going to be interesting now this weekend you have Liz Downey will play the Fenians and Connie will play Gordon so uh, both Connie and Gordon two losers from last weekend something has to give there so one of them is probably not going to be feeling too good Saturday evening no, definitely not. Um, Kieran, a big win for Blacks and Whites too, you know, uh, against overall Auckland Gales. Brilliant two points for them to kick off the year from. 
A huge win, Kieran. I mean, when you come up from junior, your first uh, your your first job is to stay intermediate, and winning your first game gives you a huge chance of doing that. They pick up another win now uh, somewhere along the way. Uh, they'll be almost safe. You know, sometimes four points you're safe, and sometimes you're not. But it'll give them a good good chance. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people would have thought that Lachlan's had win that game. But uh, by all accounts, Blacks and Whites were quite good and, and a brilliant start to their intermediate campaign. Yeah, no, definitely. And Eamon, massive win for Donna Magan over Carrick Shock as well. Massive win, yeah. Just listening to Richie Power with the reports there. I think the Fitzpatrick's did a lot of damage for, for Donna Magan, like, you know. And um, they, have, they have a lot of players coming through Donna Magan as well. They're, they're a good team. And uh, yeah, I'd expect them to go far this year. I, I think they could be a surprise package maybe with the intermediate. Yeah, the, the all county league or whatever it's called really stood to them, you know. Yeah. They got a good run behind them. Um, Right, we're, what, we've 30 seconds left. Shane, what was your highlight of the weekend? Uh, my highlight of the weekend was um, the performance of Bill Hughes for Bennis Bridge, a young young man, 18 years old, 18 years of age, uh, Kieran's man. Very good. Looks to have a lot of hurling in him, so he's... Want to keep an eye on? Yeah, yeah. Kieran? Hugh Lawler's pint. Yeah. Cahill uh, Burns' performance for Glenmore on Saturday. Nicky, what, your, what was your standout? Uh, probably uh, the goal that Liam Rafter got I thought was just great yeah brilliant streak yeah and Pat uh, it's hard to go away from Hughes' point <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I was outstanding and I'd, I'd say in that game as well Paul Boogie save in the second half there the yeah. one that he kept out over the lane yeah. I don't know how he did it but it was unbelievable anyway that's for relief for tonight thanks to Shane, Kieran, Eamon, Nicky and Pat for joining me in the studio and most of all thanks to you for listening at home and of course our sponsors TC Tires stay tuned after 7 for Country Time with Martin Morris and until next Monday night good night and God bless and we'll talk to you then